is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys? We scratch, we claw, we fight, we fight. This is Hanging with the Boys, broadcasting live from Dallas Cowboys World Headquarters at the Star in Frisco. Now, your hosts, Nate Newton, Kurt Daniels, and Shannon Gross. <laughs> boy, oh boy, it's why Friday. Is, why, why is he two guys shaking his You know what's head, funny? Man. I'm pretty sure that, and I, I'm, I'm talking quickly, oh. because I'm pretty sure there's a lot of people that tuned in to his real show, <laughs> and then they heard that, and they were like, no, I'll come back later. Maybe <laughs> they'll them to later. So I'm trying to let them know, this is the break. Yeah. We have some special guests with us today, so feel free no, now to no, say whatever no, you were going to no, say, no, Shannon. No. If this is the break, then why am I hosting? Because I didn't want to have to do it. That's why. This is where I sit at 1130. That's yeah, where he stands too. at 1130. That's where he sits at 1130. And that's not where you sit at 1230. Yeah, right. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> this is a special day. This is a special day, Nate. It's time to big ball. You look buddy. really good from this side of the table, by the way. I might have to change my spot. Hey, man, I'm, I'm just glad to be here, that's man. That's all man to the right of me. How you doing, Nick? How you yeah. doing? What up, dog? Welcome, yeah. welcome to Hanging with the Boys at 1130 with special guests Nick Eatman and Derek Eagleton <laughs> from Cowboys Break. How are you guys doing? We're doing good. Nick's already tuned out. He's, he's done. Minutes. I think Kurt talks more than you have the beginning of the show. Uh. Is okay. that you, Mrs. Hurts? <laughs> it feels like a snake. How are y'all? Man, this is awesome. So what's going on is Kurt's been out all week. Yeah. Ambar and Dave from your show are out. And we yep. were going to do two separate shows. And and uh, Derek was going to sit in with us. And we were just like, why don't we just do one show, knock it out. and Big show. Be done. The big show. The big show. So we're going to do things. We're going to do some fun stuff today. We're going to take a lot of calls. How about that? Do y'all ever take calls on your show? Mm, we once, try. Once or twice a we week. Try. We once try. Week. We never get to it. So. We're going to take a lot of calls. So call us. Whether I got you're... Nick and Dave on my show. There's way too much right. commentary. Yeah. For There's us not a lot of call. room to get calls in. <laughs> no. no. So call us if you're a fan of The Break or Hanging, 888-855-2297. And Nate's going to cut you off because we're trying to get through as many of these as we can. We don't need to hear your life story. You can say hi. You can... Tell us how much you love or hate the show, but we're going to try to get through these. So tell us, if you have a question, get to your question. If you have a point, get to your point. We love you, and then we're moving on. How's that? Is that good? That's a good host, though. All right. I love it. That's a great host. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Yeah. What do you guys normally talk about on your show? Football? <laughs> we do talk about football. All yeah. right. Novel idea. Little, it works. We've been doing it for 14 years. Kind of, a, kind, of, <laughs> kind of an important game tomorrow. Kind of. Yeah? Yeah. So, what you, what, so we got to listen to y'all because – how do y'all start a show talking about football? So we got yeah, because we don't know how that well, works. You yeah. know what we typically do on a Friday? Okay, is we start by talking about the guys we think are going to play versus not going. That to That is a great okay, place good, to good. Start. Okay, let's so you look go at with some that. injuries and how much All right. those we'll, might we'll be go along with that might affect the team. So right. you want to tell us what the injury report looks like, Nick? Well, I want to know about one guy who's that? Suafila. What is the word? Hasn't that done word? anything. That don't look positive. Oh, so it's gonna be yo. Uh, Connor. Yo, you boy. know, well, actually, let me do. Yeah, yeah, my, my Longhorn. <laughs> yeah. It's a good week for Longhorn. Congratulations, right so, by the way. I'm just saying it's a good week for Longhorn. Right now, I'm riding a high when it comes to sports between my Longhorns, football, and basketball, and then the Rockets last night. Yeah, hard. I'm feeling oh. really good right now. So Rockets let's see. Let's see. Yeah, let's he see made the Cowboys. Shot, let's boy, see the Cowboys keep this crazy. going. Oh, man. Oh, my God. It's crazy. Hard, yes, sir. But anyway, um, 
Uh, Nate, I actually, it's interesting. We talked about that. I, I was on cover four this morning. Right. And, and Taylor was saying that she was worried about Connor. And she said, I was worried until I talked to Nate. Yeah. And Nate told me something that made me feel less concerned. Mm. So for me and for all people that listen to the break, can you help us feel less concerned? Because we've been talking about this week, and that's been a big – I think it's a big concern as far as the way we look at it. What, what are your thoughts on well, that? Well, my, my thoughts was, and then Broadus came in and added even more to her uh, confidence, is what I believe is that he's gotten stronger in this short period of time. He's, he's, and the thing about it, he's played. It ain't like he's been stale just coming off the bench. He's gotten stronger. He's gotten more experience. And that's what I believe can help him is that he knows how to play this game. Now, he can make some adjustments as the game goes. Now, will he be get overpowered? Not as much. I don't think so. And then when Broaddus came in and was talking, Broaddus said, looking at the film, he'll believe he'll be a little bit more athletic than Sua Filler. And we need to move around. We need to make this defense – uh, move around and give them a lot of misdirection. You know, we just don't try to run straight at them. Don't try to, to take the game over because they got great linebackers that can float. So make, give them some misdirection. We may do a couple of more pulls. But I think that this kid has gotten mentally tougher. That's, that is my greatest uh, thing as the season go on and you have success as a team and as an individual, the, you lock in like, man, I don't want to let my teammates down. So Sue Philly going to give – no, excuse me. Connor Williams. Your homeboy, Connor Williams, yeah. going to give everything he's got. All right. Who else we got out? Who's not playing? Tavon, what's the latest on him? It don't matter. <laughs> you know, Nick? Uh, Nick? What? <laughs> Does it matter? Yeah, I mean, it, it, and I'm sorry to see, we do our show a little different. I just, you know, I'll, Go ahead, I'm sorry. It's okay. <laughs> that's, that's bad. No, it's fine. I mean, <laughs> it, it probably doesn't. Uh, they don't use him much. Um, when he is healthy, um, you know, I think he's been healthy for a month or two now. And, you know, he's, he just hasn't been a factor for this, for this team. Now they did put some things on tape last week. I think we'll see him return some punts. I think we'll see a couple of those reverse fake reverses, but he's not a gadget player like we thought he would be. And, you know, like when you look at Seattle, Tyler Lockett is everything we thought Tavon Austin could be. Yeah. Um, they don't use them that way. They don't need to use them that way. Yeah. Did he practice yesterday? Yeah. Yes, yeah. he did. So he, he was out there returning punts. And so. And it was on the official injury report. It's questionable, I think. Yeah. I think, I mean, I think they're giving themselves an out. I, I really believe Suofilo is tied to Tavon uh, this week. I think if, if Suofilo can kind of play and they go with eight linemen and make them all active, I think you got to, you can't have the luxury to have extra players and I think Tavon would be considered an extra player but the fact that he took all those punt return reps makes me think he's going to be active yeah Any, maybe there's a linebacker that's inactive anybody else questionable or not playing tomorrow that we know of um I'm trying to look I mean think I about thought when I looked at it before. yesterday it was Suofilo was doubtful mm -hmm. you had um obviously Irving out, out yeah um and then you had Tavon as questionable I think that was it, I everybody thought. else was ready. I think to go. everybody else was ready to go. Everybody yeah. else was full as of yesterday. I think. And we talked about this yesterday on our show. It had been the safety that was also questionable. Yeah, you can look that up. Uh, Thompson. Yeah. yeah, yeah. We were talking about this yesterday. This is, in my recent memory, the healthiest this team's been going into the playoffs or at the end of a season. Because really, David Irving, which we haven't seen him around, he he's out. Yeah, Suafila, you know, that's kind of a big deal. But other than that, Tavon. I mean, everybody else is playing. So. 
couldn't really ask for much more from a health standpoint. Yeah. Yeah. Austin is questionable. Darian Thompson with the groin is questionable. So I feel a little doubtful. Yep. So you're right. I mean, I think right now you look at this and you feel pretty good about the fact from your from a health standpoint. But you look at at the the injury report for the Seahawks. They had a lot of guys miss practice this week, but they were the same way by the final designation yesterday. Most of the guys were full in practice yesterday. So. Both teams seem like they're going into the playoffs. They got a couple guys actually back this game that they didn't have the first game in KJ Wright. Some guys that make a difference, uh, Doug Baldwin. So, so they're they're actually pretty healthy too. So it's going to be a matchup of teams that are both sitting pretty healthy, and and we'll see who's the better team. Yeah, let's go to the phones. Our first caller, George San Diego. What's up, man? Hey, good morning, everybody. Happy New Year to all of you guys. Great job with the show, man. Yeah, thank first you, brother. Of all, um, just a quick quick question so when uh when the cowboys played that that saints game willie mcginnis on the uh, nfl network made a comment saying that 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 play at the goal line was a season changing play for a team and that that would change the whole dynamic of this team and and i would say that with that play that i think the defense has stepped up a little bit my question is and this goes more to nate uh nate as a player you know that you're, uh, the, the quarterback will win you so many games. The coach will win you so many games. How, how many games do you think Jason Garrett has won for us this year? Um, Thanks for the call, George. This last one. Yeah? This last one. How do, him what do you and think, Dak. What do you think he did to help him win the game? Uh, he's got Dak on track. Let him through the ball for 40-plus times. They went into this game with that in mind. Uh and, 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 you know, people say, well, hey, you know, all they do is let Shanahan call plays. But a head coach has to make some decisions, too. And I think this 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 last game where he got his players ready without without Tyron Smith, without Zeke, without this guy, without that guy, with this guy playing limited amount of time, okay, he made a move, a coaching move that everybody in the world wanted to call meaningless. But somehow, somewhere, he got his players to believe that this was a real game for them. So this get this last game right here. How many games? So did the, the caller just ask how many games Garrett has won? One, no, what? I mean, his, has, his calls in a game have yeah. changed the game to help the team, right? Yeah, because there's you know there's, I would say ten. Don't, I mean, wouldn't y'all say yeah. you wouldn't say ten? Is there ten and six? And I would yeah. I mean, either he either they don't. You know, either, either he, he get the credit or he don't. Yeah, it's Barry yeah. Switzer. Right. You can't. You, you want to blame Barry choose. Switzer or right. you want to call him a Super Bowl champion? One of the one of the two. Like he, he either you you mess it up or you or you don't. I just don't think it can be both ways. And the Tampa Bay game, I mean, we we know for a fact some of the things he said and he called out specific players in meetings, specific players who have been doing some extracurricular things like hot boying around and, and clear eye viewing and wolf hunting and stuff like that. And he called them out and, and he basically told the team to get back on that wall that you've been, your backs have been against for the last few weeks. And so I think he did a nice job in that Tampa Bay game. And there's other games. I mean, I mean what we don't see, I mean, I think Garrett need, either, either you give him some credit for what he's done or you don't give him all the blame. But I mean, I mean, I think he's done a masterful job in turning things around. Yeah. And that's the thing. Everybody associates wins with the calls in the game when you're a head coach. There's so much other stuff that goes on during you know, the week, Monday yeah. through Saturday, that fans have no idea what goes on behind these walls. You know, we get to pull the curtain back a little bit. We know a little bit about it, and that's why I've I've been a fan of Jason, especially this year, is because 
He's always consistent. You know what you're getting. It's just like your boss when you walk into work. We walk in and, and Derek's all over the place. You don't want to go to work, right? But you walk in, you know Derek's going to be the same grumpy, irritable grumpy. guy it. every day. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, I got y'all mixed up. But, I mean, you know what you're getting with Garrett. You know what message he's preaching. He's been preaching it ever since he's been here. And these guys, I think, That's why the got fans are upset right now, the, the listeners, because they, they come in at 1130 and they expect to, you know, to have greatness. And then they come in and they're like, what is going on here? <laughs> That's what I think. Let's go to our next I, caller. Yeah, yeah. I do want to say something real quick, though. And, and honestly, you made that point about you made that point about Garrett. And actually, I actually think Garrett is a better coach Monday through Saturday. I shouldn't even say better coach. I think the best work that he does is Monday yeah. through Saturday. The reason why I say that is because, and again, I do have a perspective that's different than a lot of fans because a lot of fans don't have access that I have. But some of the things that I've seen, some of the speeches I've seen him give this team, some of the things I've heard about how he handles situations – Sometimes situations that are not very good, how he handles it and how he keeps his, his players on the same page. And after all the time he's been here, the one thing I have never seen, and maybe you guys have, I'm saying I personally have never seen it. I've never seen the guy that rolls his eyes when you hear the Garrett saying, right? We know them all, like stick to the process and all that stuff. Like there's so many times I've seen players with past coaches, this stuff just wears thin. After a while, it's kind of like, here we go again. I've not seen that from these players. Yeah. I've I, They typically buy into what the coach is saying. Now, don't get me wrong. There could be a player here and there that's just kind of like, yeah, I get it, but right now that don't matter. We got to go do what we got to do. I get that. I'm just saying, though, he seems to keep his players on key with him. And what you tend to see is the stuff that he says to them Monday through Saturday they repeat is it. the exact same yep. thing you start hearing from them throughout the week as they're doing interviews and on Sundays after games. You hear those exact same mantras, you hear those exact same things. He has a way of, of, I think, engaging with his team and getting his team to buy into what he's preaching. Now, you can question his decisions on Sunday, and I think that's all fair game, and I think some of his decisions haven't been always the right decisions. Mm -hmm. But I think when you think about what a coach does, like you said, the full picture of what a coach does, I think what he does Monday through Saturday is really, really impressive. Now, the fans are rolling their eyes and doing, that's oh, fine. here we go again. And that's, and that's fine. Yeah, yeah that's I agree. Fine. I agree with And you. that's all fair, too, by the yeah. way, because they don't get to see all the other stuff. Yeah. All they see is him go and stand in front of the lectern and basically give them, give right. the fans. He's been a great player same, for a really exactly. long time. And so I get all that, and that's fair yep. for a fan to think that. Yep. It's absolutely fair. Nick? No, I'm good. Okay. I thought we were going to call her. We are. But let me ask you this. From a player perspective, what do you see? What What do you think Jason's most valuable asset is to this team? We know his consistency. Mm -hmm. His consistency as a player, right? Yeah, it, it's consistency. But but just got to win a playoff game. Mm -hmm. You know, you got to win a playoff game, and, and that's been my deal since this started. You know what? And that's why I said this game here, this last game. You know. They saw as a coaching staff that our quarterback needs to get going. I've been saying for what eight weeks, man, he need to move around. Yeah. He need to move around. He needs he needs for to get this eternal clock back in his head on a consistent basis. The coaches thought the same thing. And and we all know as long as that left tackle held up, he was gonna be in that game. And, and we saw some nice things that we hadn't saw on a consistent basis since 2016 for our quarterback. That's why I say when, 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 when Dak, when you see him talking between times when watching the game, you'll see Dak go past his quarterback, I mean his coach, 
and Jason would say something, he would say something. Next next series, he's rolling out there. Come out at halftime. Everybody like, oh my God, it, it's exploding over there. Oh my God. And I'm like, man, he he trying to get his quarterback right. And it, because if we all true to the game and purists to the game, we know it's gonna come a point where the quarterback gonna have to tote this team. Exactly. It's gonna come a, a come few on, plays where he's gonna have to say, okay, now it's time. And this ain't this ain't the regular season. This, this is the playoffs because if you don't connect and don't make it right, you're going home. And all the foolishness starts again. You know, I call it foolishness, but y'all may call it something else. Yeah. 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 Let's go to the phones. Former in-studio guest of Hanging with the Boys, our man Ray in New Orleans. We know you love that music. Oh, don't play that music. <laughs> don't play that music. Not even next week because we're going to advance. Look. There's a lot of different scenarios. I mean, I'm already pumped and geeked. I kind of got little butterflies going through as I'm calling the show. But there's a lot of scenarios. I think it's going to be like a chess match between our offense, their defense. There's so many different formations that we can run from. Is is Austin going to play? Is, did he practice? Is uh, he playing? Yeah, Nick told us earlier. He's gonna, yeah, I think he's going to play some. Okay, I, I missed that, Nick. I missed that part of the show, okay. but – if we run that formation where we have Cole Beasley and Austin in the slot to put a linebacker on them, boom, just just try to beat that linebacker, try to go to that matchup. But there's just so many. My biggest thing is the red zone, number one, our kicker, and 52. And we can't have Connor Williams. I know Nate's not worried about him. I hear you, Nate. But he can't be getting pushed back in the middle there in Dak's face. And the so other part what, is so Dak, let me ask you this right here. Yes, sir. Who you got besides Connor Williams? That I'm worried about? No, no. Who who's, don't play who's that playing position? if he doesn't play? Is he oh, don't play? No, See, because right guy. now, sir, right now, like I yeah. told you Monday and anybody listen, it ain't about who ain't there. It's about who is there. And I don't think Connor gonna get pushed back that much to make a to excuse me. It may make a difference in the game, but I just don't think it will. Go ahead I just on, hope sir. It's not one of those things where we have like you talk about, Nate, it's like um, we can't have the big plays. We can't have their – we have to hold up a little bit. We can't just have their guys beating any one of our interior offensive linemen like right right off the bat if that throws everything off. If we can have a chance to adjust, either the running back or Dak, and Dak has to get on the move, man. Look at the Saints game, guys. Even though we didn't score that many points, look how many drives we had of seven, eight, nine, ten-minute clot-chewing drives that kept Drew Brees on the field, on the sideline. So we have to have some of that. Look, I'm, I'm I'm pumped. Thanks for taking the call. All right. And our kicker. And our kicker. Now, he already missed one. but normally Come on, brother. That's it. Bye-bye. We got to go, Ray. Bye. Thank you. Let's Bye. get that bread. Yeah. What, all right. Two points Ray brought up. We'll get y'all's feedback. How do you feel about the offensive line? And how do you feel about red zone play coming off that last game? And I tell you what, this made me so mad in that game. You got Zeke. You get Zeke on the four-yard line. You do all this fancy stuff. Rod Smith's in the game, four yard, three or four yard line. You hand him the ball right up the middle. He scores. Why can we not do that whenever the one of the best running back, if arguably the best running back in the league, is in the game? Why do they not do that? Why do they get cute and throw little soft passes to the fullback? It just frustrates the hell out of me. Well, Offensive line. How do you feel about that first? Um, I, you know, I think Connor Williams is going to be a, a key. Um, I'm a little bit, you know concerned about him i mean i think that he he we'll see we'll see how, how much better he is but I, I think it's something to be concerned about and you know he he got benched in the middle of the season i mean mm -hmm. i mean he got hurt but he didn't he didn't get his job back 
So I, I think that's something to be concerned about. But I, I do think it's a little different getting the ball on the one than on the four. I think if they get on the one after that Allen Hearns play, they push it in. But I think the defense does play, play it differently uh, than when Zeke's in there. But I, I would like to try it more and run the ball up the middle. They don't do that. They, they do get cute. Let me ask you this question. Do you think that maybe they should consider? I know Zeke is Zeke, but do you think that maybe they should consider going to, uh, going to Rod Smith some of the time when they're in the red zone? just because he's a bigger body and maybe he can give you a little bit more push. I don't know. It's just a question. I, I would say Ooh. I would say absolutely not, Derek. Right. I'm, I'm sorry. Just asking the question. No, I know. Because, I know. because it does seem – and, and if what you're saying is that you get a different look from the defense when Rod's in the game versus when Zeke's in the game, then does that make you say, okay, give us that different look and we feel like we can run against that look? Well, I don't think he gives you more of a push at okay. all. I don't think anybody in the NFL gives you a little bit uh, that type of push. Um, I think he's one of the strongest backs, especially with those legs. So so I, I think he is – And that head. Yeah. That head. Uh, he and that head. he's got a good nose for it. Uh, but <laughs> He's got a water yeah. yeah, he does. He's he got does. a big old head. Yeah. No, I, I, don't, I don't think I would go that, that route. All I right. think, you know – it was just that was a kind of a different game, different circumstance. But I, I think it'd be different. I will also point out it was the Seahawks game last time when they used a little something different with Tavon Austin in the little shovel pass. We talked about that earlier this week, and they actually got in the end zone from the three or four mm -hmm. yard line. Um, so there, th that did work in that game, and we've had some some callers that have even called our show and asked, can they use that that a little bit more and use that in in, in goal line situations or at least in red zone situations to give them a little bit. More some other opportunities to be able to get in the end zone. When you're running a six-two defense on goal line, everybody say oh, it, the the red zone is restricted space. Well, that restricted space applies to the defense too. And as an offensive lineman, what you have to do is don't miss. Keep your head up. Don't miss your guy. If you got two tight ends, a fullback, and you got Zeke, and you're five-four. Five to four yards in, from, that's goal to go. You get that ball to Zeke. And all you asking from your lineman is, don't miss this guy totally. If you whiff the guy, nobody stands a chance. I don't care who you are. You can be Walter Payton. It ain't happening. Right. But if you get something on that guy, Zeke is smart enough and got enough wiggle and power and explosiveness to get a yard or two. Now – how you call plays now changes, you know, because now they like you line up in that same formation again. It's like, hey, come Zeke again. They getting pumped. Now you can do play action pass. You can roll out. It's too many things you can do. But if you line up and say, okay, Zeke, you go in motion. Or Zeke, you seven, eight yards deep. And I'm back there standing back here with the quarterback. I'm like, oh, same old offense, same old garbage. We got this. Now the spaces are restricted because nobody's playing nothing. They ain't playing to run. So let me ask you this: the reason, the the fact that they haven't that they haven't run it more when they get in those situations, do you think it's because maybe they don't trust their offensive linemen or a particular offensive lineman to not whiff? Uh, because otherwise, then it seems like they would always, when they get in those situations, they would trust it a lot more. You know, Coach Lenahan keeps saying that, you know, you trick the trick the trick. Some things you have to do. You have to line up and try because it is your best player. And, and believe it or not, you've trusted your offensive line from the 25, you cross the 50, you go down to the 25, you go down to the 20. Hey, man, now it's time to get six points. Y'all done blocked all this time, but now we don't trust you. Mm -hmm. that's, 
that don't sound right. Right. You know, and that, you know, that just don't sound right. Now, all of a sudden, the closer we get to the reds, the closer we get from red zone to goal to go, you trust Zeke less. You trust your offensive line less. And the reason I'm not worried about Connor is if he if he has not learned anything, I, bull rush me back. I'd rather for you to bull rush me back than a quick whiff. If you bull rush me back, we can do some things as a, as a, we should be as an offensive coordinator to be able to do some things. If you if you gonna bull rush me back, but just don't have the quick escape. That's what kills quarterbacks. Yeah, you brought up Tavon. I wish they could find a way to get him more involved, get the ball into his hands five, six, seven times because I think he has the ability to make big plays. Most of the time, he's probably gonna have not a big play, two or three yard run if you do a jet sweep. But I I think he adds a wrinkle that really. Only two other guys on this team. Gallup's starting to be one of those guys. But Cooper and, and Zeke are really your only guys that can break a play open. And I think Tavon can do it if they could just find – it's like Beasley. You got this weapon. You, it doesn't seem like you can find ways to, to get him the ball enough. I'd love to see them get him involved. They, in they, they like the caller. The caller said when they say the two slot guys, that's when, that's when Austin is his most dangerous for us, the two slot guys. Because now you can't cover everybody with a corner. So now you have to put a safety or you have to put a, a linebacker on one of these guys. So that that what he said is so true. Now it comes down to the fact uh, is the quarterback going to make his read and throw the ball. Th- this is a game where we give, on average, we giving up four sacks. That's with Connor Williams or that's without Connor Williams. We giving up four sacks. What we have learned to do as a team it's kind of play around, play around that. But when the playoffs come, you can't ignore that because it, it could cost you some serious field position. It can cost you some momentum. You know, so what, what, what we have to do is be smart in our play calling. Know what you want to do. This ain't a game where you can guess. You got to know what you want to do. And you got to go out there and try to execute that game plan. Yes, you're going to have to make a few adjustments as the game go on, but you take your 15 or 20 best plays and you run variations off of that. And all the other stuff you don't worry about. If we got plays that allow us to put two guys in the slot, let's use it because we can spread them thin that way. Let's go back to the phones before we go to break. Tony in Atlanta. What's up, Tony? Good afternoon, gentlemen. How y'all doing? Great. How are you? Doing good. Doing good. So, um, my concern and question is, since this last game against New York and, um, you know, Linehan and Garrett and them deciding to kind of have an air raid, you know, so to speak, without Zeke there and it being successful, you know, for the most part with getting a lot of passing yards and that getting out of the pocket and making throws and being successful, now that we've got Zeke, now that we've got a playoff game, I'm, I have a concern or maybe should I be optimistic that, okay, well, are they going to get confused and forget that they got Zeke and decide they want to have an air raid all of a sudden against Seattle? Or should I be, you know, optimistic and say, okay, well, they've implemented this passing game, you know, so to speak, with Jarwin and getting out of the pocket and whatnot, and they'll be able to mix it all up. So should I be concerned or should I be optimistic? Y'all, let me know what y'all think about that. Great question. And what do you guys think? I think they went into that game – trying to prove a point we can throw this ball around if we need to Dak we're putting this in your hands let's see what you can do just to show the team here's what we can do I could be totally wrong I think they're going to go back to 
Zeke is the bread and butter of this team. But now you know if you need to come back and you need to put it on Dak's shoulders, he showed you he could do it. Yeah, he showed you he can do it if the Giants make the playoffs. I mean, I, the, <laughs> the Giants aren't in the playoffs. I mean, the, right. their, their defense isn't very good. So I think you just kind of go game to game on what you can do there. And, and I no, I don't think they're going to go around and say, well, we, we can throw. Now, I do think you take elements of it. You you, you want to see if Jarwin can can you know find the hold, holes and get open. But I don't think. And Seattle's not there because they play defense like that. Seattle's in the playoffs because they're going to give you different looks. Yeah, I think the other thing to consider, too, is I don't think they needed this game necessarily to show you that Dak could do this. You go back to that playoff game they had against Green Bay. He did enough to get them back in that ball game. They just were playing Aaron Rodgers, right? His arm was good enough that day to take them from where they were. They had dug a pretty big hole for themselves, and he threw them back into that game. So I think they know that he can do it. I like the fact that, like Nick said, they were able to just try some different things, and I think it creates these new opportunities maybe in your offense, puts a few more things on tape, so defenses have to consider the fact that maybe Jarwin now is a guy that they have to consider in the seam, whereas before, that's not been a part of this offense. Like Opposing defenses probably could go into games most of the season and think, we don't have to worry about the seams because Cowboys don't really use them, right? Mm -hmm. So that is something they have to consider now that they didn't really have to consider before, but make no mistake about it, this is a running team. They have invested all their money in the run game, that's what they do. That's what they do best. Go ahead, Nate. You know, I I just believe this right here that you know it don't make sense to sit Zeke if we if we resting our most valuable asset, right? And so I go along with these two guys in, in the fact that you know you were able to put four wide receivers out the tight end for either three wide receivers and put him in the slot, and we all these things happen, but. It happened because they needed for, for, for Dak to get into a rhythm because at some point in time, and you hear me say this over and over, at some point in time, your quarterback will have to answer the bell. Yeah, yeah if you're going to keep going. to answer the yeah. bell. And, and, and if you want to separate yourself in this league, you know, it's one thing to get in the playoffs, but to get in the playoffs and be blanked, that, that shouldn't happen. Yeah. You know, and so. And to hear, to yeah. just to hear the conversations around the Giants game, as much as people, you know, bag on this coaching staff and, and talk about the coaching staff and the head coach and the offensive coordinator, if they make a deep run into the playoffs, that could be from a from a strategic standpoint, one of the best coaching decisions of Garrett's career is to play that game, like you said, put stuff on tape, make people doubt, oh, now we gotta worry about this wrinkle, we gotta worry about this wrinkle, showing that you could throw the ball. Getting Dak some confidence. Now he's moving around in the pocket. He's finding Beasley. You can win a game without Amari Cooper being a big factor. Like, psychologically and on paper and strategically, that could be one of the best decisions that, that he's ever made is, is to play to win that game. When, when you showed up in that stadium, it just kind of felt like this is a throwaway game. But as that game started playing out and you started seeing the reaction of those guys and how much it meant for them to win, especially after that game, like, that was a big deal. And I didn't get it until after the game. I was like, this is why he did that. This is why they played to win that game because of all these other things. So let's take a quick break. When we come back, we'll go back to the phones and we'll talk more Cowboy playoffs, playoffs football on Hanging with the Cowboys break. Yes. Yes. 
A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at Stetson.com today. Want to use what the pros use? How about the official men's skincare brand of the Dallas Cowboys, Jack Black? Right now, you can get the Jack Black Playmaker, a curated collection of Cowboys locker room favorites for just 10 bucks with free shipping. The Playmaker includes four Jack Black skincare favorites plus a full-sized intense therapy lip balm and a Cowboys can cooler. Go to getjackblack.com slash cowboys and use the code word COWBOYS. The Jack Black Playmaker, 10 bucks, free shipping. Star Sports Tours is the only official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, offering exclusive game weekend travel packages with sideline access and photo ops with current players, alumni, and cheerleaders. That's not all, though. You'll get to talk X's and O's with Senior Director of Player Personnel, Will McClay, and, of course, with yours truly, me, Brian Broaddus. You can trust the official fan travel partner of the Dallas Cowboys, and with us, you'll travel like a pro. Visit CowboysTravel.com to book your travel package today. While a player could look good on paper, it's when he's out on the field that you really find out what he's made of. That's why the Cowboys rely on more than just stats and scouting reports when building their team. When picking a tractor, it's why you should rely on more than just specs and features. You've got to take it out and put it to the test. The Cowboys did when they named John Deere their official tractor. Experience one for yourself. Visit myjohndeeredealer.com slash football. Back to hanging with the boys. Tommy John gives you the feeling of freedom where it counts with a contour pouch that nestles the boys. With over 3 million pairs sold, we've put in the hustle to make sure you're nestled. Shop exclusive Cowboys underwear at TommyJohn.com forward slash Cowboys. I actually have my Tommy John t-shirt on today, my undershirt. So strong at the balls. No, strong at the boobs up here, up top. Yeah. Hey, man. Hey, what's happening, Derek? How are you? Oh, by the way, walk through the, the training table to grab a water. Brisket for lunch. Mm. Have you had the brisket here, Nate? Pretty solid. Pretty solid. We going to lunch after this? Man, I'm just thinking about Connor Williams. <laughs> Make him inactive, bro. <laughs> wow. uh, let's go back to the phones. John in New York. How are you? What's happening? What's up? I am. It's not. It's not Tommy John. It's just John. Okay, John. And uh, <laughs> I'm just kidding. Uh, I'm fired up, man. I'm nervous. I'm fired up. Like last week's game. That was magical. Like it felt like magic at the end of the game, watching Dak do that after watching Romo do that for years. And man, that's a brilliant thing headed into the playoffs because we know what our defense can do. Like if you look at this roster they put together. Yeah, excuse like, me, we sir. Excuse me, excuse me, sir. Yeah. You have a question? Oh, yeah. I'm just fired up, man. I, okay. I'm optimistic. I'm nervous. I'm optimistic. I, I don't got a question. Because I, I don't. You got want. Nick looking at his phone over there, so working. Yeah, I mean, so we trying to do a show. So you got Nick looking at his phone. So Nick, what do you think? Does, does this dude sound fired up? Um, I don't know. I'm actually trying to figure <laughs> out who's on the All Pro team for the Cowboys. Sorry. <laughs> Anybody make well, it? We got yes. Zach First Martin made team. it. He, this on the man second team. You. Byron Jones is on the second team. Okay. Uh, 
I believe Von Miller made it as an outside linebacker. Yeah, let's talk about the Cowboys. But um, yeah, Yeah. but there was another guy, a rookie. Byron Jones made it on second team. Zeke and uh, Leighton Vanderish. Whoa, Leighton Vanderish, second team All Pro, which I think is remarkable. That's a big deal. He's rookie that that wasn't even starting at the beginning of the season. By the way, I think he's he's probably going to be about fourth in the voting of of defensive rookie of the year, but. That doesn't matter. I mean, it was a great rookie rookie class. (laughs) Two two of them made it on the all-pro first team. So those two guys that they thought would beat him out are both first-teamers, Leonard and uh, Derwin James. Hey, hey John, before we let you go, what is your biggest concern going into this game? I mean, it's clearly Russell Wilson. And and I guess number two, if I could say, would just be Seattle's experience. Like, they, they can make a long run. It's just about making a run. And uh, obviously I'm nervous about playing Seattle, but anybody can make a run at this time. And I think going into the game with the momentum we're coming off of, you know, I'm excited. I'm just daydreaming about making that run. Do you believe in Dak? Do you think he can take this team to a Super Bowl? I believe in the mentality. Yes, I believe in Dak. I believe in the mentality Dak brings to this offense. I I don't want to win. What I want to do is I want to punch Seattle in the mouth and put everybody on notice. Run the ball down their throat. Like Zeke, two rushing touchdowns. Dak with a rushing touchdown. Like defense flying all over the field and put everybody on notice. Just punch them in the mouth. Everybody's got a plan until they get punched in the mouth. And uh, I'd love to see our offense do that. All right, man. Appreciate the call. We're fired up too. Be watching. You know what's interesting? And Nick and I were talking about this a little bit yesterday. Um, it, you, you hear all the, the teams talk about You hear a lot of people talk about how great the offenses are, and particularly in this playoff, the teams that are sitting at the top of both the AFC and the NFC are big offensive teams. Uh, but I was, I was throwing this, this theory out to Nick that if you go back and look at the Super Bowl champion, man, you have to go a long way until you, get, until you find a team that, doesn't have, that didn't have a defense that was either top 10 as far as the number of yards they give up or top 10 from the standpoint of, of uh, turnovers or takeaways. Um, it, at the end of the day, winning championships, I, I know it's one thing in the regular season. In the playoffs, winning championships, to me, is all about how well your defense is playing. You need to have a good offense. And like Nate said, your quarterback's going to have to win some games for you. They're going to have to be some moments in some of those games in a run to the playoffs where your quarterback has to do something remarkable. But I think that the most important part, and I think the part that the Cowboys have down, is you got to be able to play defense and you got to be able to run the ball and that's, to me, what gives me hope, at least, that the Cowboys have a shot this year to be able to make a deep run because they do have those two things. And one or two turnovers are that main three and out. And, that, and that's what that's – if you get the one or two turnovers, you know, let's say you, your offense go a three and out and, they, and their body language ain't right, and all of a sudden your defense just go out there and get a big sack or a big turnover. That, that's where defenses do it. Mm-hmm. Are you kind of shaky, you know uh, – uh, shaky defensive wise, you know, and all of a sudden you got Zeke. You start punching Zeke at him. See, it all plays hand to hand, and that's why I tell you, it just comes down to can you execute? And uh, and if you can execute with a good, with a great defense, which we have, and your quarterback can stay consistent. It, it, this is a good game. Now, and, I, and more to what you said, Derek, and we talked about this a couple of weeks ago. Seem like all the top teams in the AFC or the NFC, they all high powered offenses, and all the t- wild card teams down at the bottom defense. A defense, yeah. mm-hmm. you know. So and most of them got started like in the second half of the year. Right. You think right. about Cowboys. You think about Seattle. Yeah. The Colts. I mean, the Colts. Like all these teams, like Texans. they started getting hot 
as the yeah. season wore on. They started yeah. off a little slow, but as a team, as the season wore on, they got the Bears hot. are the only one yeah. that just was steady all year. Yeah. And that's why you can't count them out. But they got the best defense out yeah. of this whole bunch. Yeah. And that, them and that the for them is going to make them a tough out just because they – yeah, the Ravens too. Them but the they are just really, yeah. really, really good on defense. Yeah, we talked about this this week. There's not a team in this group that would surprise me make the Super Bowl on AFC side or the NFC. The Ravens maybe, but I could see any, any of these teams, even the Eagles, sneaking in. I mean, you got Nick Foles playing quarterback. Hell, he won it last year. I mean, I could see any of these teams going to the Super Bowl and winning it. I honestly, if I had to guess right now, if it was just my gut feel, mm-hmm. I think in both the AFC and the NFC, the teams that will represent those two conferences in the Super Bowl are not the two teams or will not be the teams that are on buys this week. I think it's going to be one of those other four teams. One of those grinders that just yeah, got hot I, at the I think end of the Because year. I think that's how playoff football goes. Like mm-hmm. those teams that are able to play great defense, be able to have those those tough games you grind out. Yep. The one thing that, that could be a, a, a difference there would be New Orleans because New Orleans, they are the ones that's the most balanced in my opinion. Like yeah. their defense is balling too. Right. So they present a, a little bit of a different thing because their offense is so high-powered or can be so high-powered and their defense is really good. But I think that you look at all the rest of those teams, I, I think it's going to be one of those other four teams that are playing this weekend that ends up representing the AFC or NFC. Yeah, yeah I don't agree with that. I, I think it's going to be one of the bye teams for both sides um, just because, you know, history usually says that that's going to be the case for a reason. But I think the Saints are the most balanced team, and, and they got the best home field advantage, and they got the best quarterback. So I think you add all those things together, I mean – there's a reason why they're the number one seed. They are going to be the team to beat, and no one's really gone in there and beaten them since Tampa in their Bay spot. Yeah. In their spot, so that's going to be tough on that end. But you're right. I mean, it's balanced, you know, top to bottom. I mean, I don't see Indianapolis running the table and going from the AFC, but they they play good, you know, good sound <clears throat> football. So it's anybody's game. It's going to come down to it. Like it's not who makes the best plays; it's who makes the fewest mistakes. Yeah. Boom. I, I agree with y'all, man. I just love it. This is one playoff. Normally, I call this, you know, this week here, you know, phony week. You know, we find out who's for real and yeah, who's yeah. not, you know, because a lot of teams are, are get upset who you don't think can get upset. But this is one time that you can watch all the playoffs with, 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 with just gusto. I mean, one game out Good games, yeah, some really yeah, good matchups. That's what I like. And ain't nobody in there that uh, – Ain't earned or worked their way into this playoff, yep. you know. Nobody back then. Yeah. This is the funny thing. Can this is what amazes me, the Rams. If one, if this one player comes to play, nobody's gonna beat the Rams. If this one player, if Sue comes to play, <laughs> that would make a huge difference. It, yeah. Nobody can beat them. I promise you, because what Donald can do. Is outstanding. If Sue comes to play, but if he just be that same old guy that's just getting his 13 mil, I ain't worried about it. I'm with you on that. Yeah, yeah. They, they will be a very tough out if yeah. both those two guys are Yeah, if Sue like, came that to play, who's going to stop it? Really tough. Connor Williams? <laughs> don't do that. Don't do that, bro. That don't do hurt. that. Let's take uh, that was a good blow there. I got to get, I gotta get let's Don't take, do that. Let's nah, take our last cover. break. We'll Ooh. come back. We'll get to Dylan. Nah, I'm having nightmares. And we'll hear from Mama Gross <laughs> that was a good on Hanging with the Cowboys break. If you're like me and you love... I mean, if you have a... Thing, then cutting the cord is scary. But then I found out I could switch to DirecTV now and still get the live sports I love. No satellite needed, no bulky hardware, no annual contract. Just... 
Get the live sports you love. Try DirecTV now for $10 a month for three months. Visit DirecTVNow.com. DirecTV Now. More for your thing. That's our thing. Use code REALDEAL. Limited time. Price for a little, little package. After three months, renews monthly at full price. Currently minimum $40 and less canceled. Prices may change. New subscribers only. Cancel any time. Content varies by package and may be limited. Restrictions apply. It's time for tailgating with the OtterBox boys. OtterBox? The overprotected phone case company? Yep. And they've got an essential tool for your next tailgate party. The bear-resistant venture cooler. Now, wait. In all my tailgating days, I've never seen bears tackling brats on the blacktop. And you never will, because a venture cooler with a locking kit is basically bear repellent. Can't wait to try it out at my next tailgate. That's been Tailgating with the OtterBox Boys. Visit OtterBox.com to learn more about their certified bear-resistant venture coolers. You want the most interesting, up-to-the-minute Dallas Cowboys news straight from the star in Frisco? How about exclusive and on-command? That's right, news and nuggets you can't find anywhere else. With our exclusive Cowboys content on Alexa, you can have all the answers, secrets, stories, and more. What's Stephen Jones thinking during a game? What's Joe Looney's favorite pregame meal? We take your questions to Cowboys players and coaches, and you can hear the answers directly back to you. Just say, Alexa, open Dallas Cowboys. Now's a good time to tell you that SeatGeek is the new source of tickets for all your football needs this season. SeatGeek makes managing tickets easy, whether it's buying or transferring to a friend, they even tell you the best deals for every game based on their deal score technology, which rates every seat on historical data, price, and location. Download the SeatGeek app on your phone and take $20 off your first purchase using code DALLAS at checkout. SeatGeek. Life's an event. We have the tickets. A man's Stetson doesn't just protect him from life's elements. It projects an unstoppable and legendary spirit, just like the men wearing silver and navy on the field every Sunday. Since 1865, Stetson hats are American-made with pride right here in Texas. They are still the official crown of all self-respecting cowboys. And Stetson is proud to be on the field with America's team. Find Stetson hats in the pro shop or at stetson.com today. Back to Hanging with the Boys. We are back. We're going to finish strong just like the Cowboys. We'll ride this thing out. Here's what we need y'all to do. If you're coming to the game or you're watching from home, wherever you view this game, we need you to wear white. Wear white to the stadium. Wear white in your living room. White. Wear white to the bar. Whatever. We are whiting out the stadium, and we're going to just white it out everywhere. Kelsey says she's wearing a wedding dress. Hell yeah. <laughs> I'm going, going all in. I'm going shopping right after this to see if I can find a white suit. That ain't going to look right. I'm just saying. I mean, I know. Somebody's going to ask you to park the car for him. That's fine. Maybe I'll get some <laughs> he tips. He probably would. There you go. Shannon would probably just do it as a joke, too, and he's like yeah. tweeting the whole thing. or Yeah, just give me the keys. Yeah. No telling where to wind up. Probably outside of Christie's at some point. They're not bar. a sponsor. Yeah, Christie's the bar. They're not a sponsor. <laughs> yeah. They were at one time. Going not a sponsor. We don't have a bar sponsor. That's a good point. We don't. You've right. got a happy hour, though. We do. Concrete we do. Cowboys shouts out. I missed that show. Dylan in Georgia might be our last caller. Make it good. How are you? Good, good. Hey, I'm tuning in late today, so if y'all covered this, I apologize. But uh, do you spy Russell Wilson in certain situations, depending on down distance, um, crucial times in the ball game, And if crucial you do times decide in the ball to... game. Go ahead on, my brother. Uh, and if you do spy him, who is your spy? 
appreciate it. See you. Bye. Good question. Right, That's how you do it. You get in, you ask your question, you get out. It, it Way don't to go, Dylan. When all our linebackers can do it, all our linebackers. They can all run. Uh, yeah. yeah. You can run with him. <laughs> Maybe not, but they can run. No, no. They, they, they can get him, but they got to bring him to the ground. Yeah. You know, it ain't that his straight line speed. It gets just like he, yeah. you know. He got a little wiggle. He get that. It, I, you have to mix it up, you know, and, and I wouldn't be surprised if you see some uh, Jordan Lewis, you know, do something like that, like he did, you know, a few times with Kamara. I mean, I could see him. Yeah, yeah. Dime and, and you know, because I mean, he, he matches Russell Wilson athletically. Um, but you, like you said, if you're worried about linebackers getting him to the ground, I mean, Jordan Lewis. But what? Whatever they did in whatever they did in week three worked because he was not a problem for them running the ball in that game. Like that wasn't that wasn't the problem he was that they going had. over the top on Kayvon Frazier. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that's what I'm saying. No quarterback so, wants to so, run where so they you, can just throw fifty so yard bombs. So you better hope that that Jeff Heath is playing the full game is the moral mm-hmm. to that story because that's when they gave up that big play and and here you go. But I I think that I think that Chris Richard will do a good job of coming with up with the right game plan and like you said. At times, like I don't think you do anything every time, but at times they're going to figure out the right situations and how to keep him. Everybody stay disciplined in how you rush. Make sure you keep those lanes clogged so he can't squeak through. I think they do all those kinds of things. It helps out. I tell you what, just do not turn that ball over. Oh, that's up. Just do not turn the ball over. You know, and I hate to say this because you know, and let it come down to the wire. You know. It's, it oh, I think you it's can't gonna, get ten to fourteen. Yeah. You can't get ten to fourteen points. Just play it right on down to the wire. Let's see what our quarterback can do, and let's see what their quarterback can do. And now to come our kicker can do, they... and their kicker can do. Stop <laughs> it! What the? <laughs> Stop! Hey, by the way, Dave Hellman did text me a little earlier, and he was like, "Just for what it's worth, his prediction is that this Cowboys win with a final kick, twenty-three. I think he said 23 seconds left was what he said. Uh-huh. The Cowboys will – no, in the final seconds, the Cowboys kicker will make a 23-yard field goal to win. That's his prediction. I kick a name James Harden. <laughs> no, no. But, <laughs> but that's his prediction is he think it will be – but to your point, he thinks it will come down to the wire. And the Cow- and honestly, I, I do think this will not be a blowout. I think oh, no. both these teams are evenly matched. Good, I think it's going to be a close game. And I think the kickers are going to matter. They really are. Kickers right. are going to matter in this game. We got mom on the phone. Before we go to her, because we're going to end the show with her, let's go around Let's go around the table. Start with you, Nate. What are your thoughts on this game? Who's winning? And what are they going to do to win the game? Don't look at me like that. I need we'll some knowledge. First, All right, we'll go with first. Derek first. All right, um, catch the ball. Catch the ball. I do think this will be a close game, like I said. Mm-hmm. I, think, I think this is going to be uh, – this is going to be a very low-scoring game, actually, because I think both these defenses will play really, really well. I think at the end of the day, Cowboys get the win mainly because the home crowd makes a difference. Um, I think that if you look at if you look at Seattle and their road record, and you look at the Cowboys' home record, it says the Cowboys are. I I think that says as much as you need to know about kind of where, where the the balance lies as far as who has the upper hand. I think the Cowboys do have the upper hand being at home. They've played really well at home, so I think they end up winning, but it's going to be a close one. I think the end score is 16-10. Woo! Woo! Nick. Barn burner. I'm taking logic out the window. Um, I've seen these two teams play this year. Seattle was much better. Russell Wilson has more Super Bowl appearances and wins than Dak Prescott has games that he's won in the playoffs. Uh Pete Carroll is more, much more accomplished than Jason Garrett in the postseason. 
So all that being said, I'm going to pick Dallas. Um, I think Seattle. You said you were throwing logic right out the window. I think Seattle's a better football team. Yeah. I'm picking Dallas. All right. 17-16. Why? So tell me why. Why? If, if all that logic says one thing and. <laughs> well, I, I just picking Dallas. They, they, they've done well at home this year and they've come this far. And I don't really think that um, I'm ready for this thing to end. So I'm going to pick Dallas to win the game. I think it'll be really close. I think the better team doesn't always win. And I, I think that they're going to find a way and win it. But all that history says you, you would pick the team with a bit more playoff experience and the better quarterback. But I'm going to go with Dallas. You want me to go or you want to go last? Nah, no, no, I'm with Nick. But boy, you, you hit it on the head. <laughs> go ahead on, Nick. I'm with Nick. Just throwing all logic out. And oh, man, out. undying faith. You know how my heart sets, bro. I know. Yeah. Here we go. All right. Yeah, Nick. Oh, my God. I'm, I'm Size with, of Connor Williams versus Sue. <laughs> which. I'm, with, I'm, with, I'm with Derek. I think this is a totally different team at home. I think this crowd – the difference between a home crowd in the playoffs and a home crowd at a normal game at AT&T Stadium, huge difference. I mean, this That's true. our stadium is one of the loudest in the league whenever it comes to playoff football. Now, we haven't had very many playoff football games in that stadium, but I remember Detroit a couple of years, a few years ago, that was one of the loudest games I've ever been yep. to, period. Green Bay. I think that's going to be yeah, yeah huge. Um, I think if Dak mm. takes care of the ball and does what he does so well and that's not turn the ball over – and he gets outside of that pocket and he gets stripped. I think it's going to be bad news. No fumbles. No fumbles. And I think special teams needs to step up on the Cowboys side because they special teams includes the kicker. I think if they take care of the ball, special teams does a good job. I think this defense is good enough to win the game for you. I think it's going to be in the low 20s. I don't know if I'm going 16-10. I think 24-21, something like that. But I also think it's going to come down – it's going to come down to probably the last possession just because that's Cowboys football and that's Cowboys playoff football. Whoever has the ball last is going to have a chance to win this game with about a minute, minute and a half left, whether that's Dak or whether that's Russell Wilson. I don't know, but I just I hope it's Dak. I know. Here's the deal. I know what's going to happen. I know this is not going to be Cowboys jump oh, out 14 oh, nothing. Oh. And take take over this game. There's going to be drama. Y'all are going to come down on the field with about six minutes left. And we're all going to be sitting there sweating and talking to each other and going, is this really about to happen? Is this how this is going down? I just want to see see Nick and Rob in their beanies doing another show, a positive show. I I can guarantee you that I won't be wearing. (laughs) We won't be wearing beanies? I guarantee that I won't. In the stadium? No, oh, that was funny. Even if we open last week, it didn't beat us, man. Let me ask you this: <laughs> if, if if this just theoretically, it's cold down there, Nate. I know, I know, but it was funny, man. Yeah. Theoretically, <laughs> actually, that was a really nice beanie. I'm going to take it from Nate because it was really oh, because it plays music. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Yeah, we win the Super Bowl. Will you wear a Hot Boys beanie in your post game interview? No. Last word. No. No. Don't think that will ever happen. No. no? William. William's William got you. No, I won't be wearing that. All right. Well, before we get out of here, we got to close the show out. Welcome to the show, my mother, Mama Gross. Hi. How are y'all? Say hi to Derek and Dick. Hi. Hello. Hi, Nick. Hi, Derek. How'd you do last week? Happy New Year. Happy New Year. Yeah. Hadn't talked to y'all since then. Nate, Happy New Year. Happy New Year, Mother Gross. I did well. I did five and two because we put in the two bowl games. Yeah. And I, yeah, I split them. Um, Kurt was right. 
But you need to do your disclaimer first before I get started. I am. You haven't picked anything yet, so this is for entertainment purposes only. We do not condone gambling in any way. This is just my mother having fun. Yes. All right. Are you picking all the playoff games? Is that what we're doing? Yes, the four. All right. What do you got? All right. The Colts and the Texans. Mm -hmm. The Texans are giving up two and a half. I think the game's going to be 24-21, and I think the Colts are going to win it. Boom. All right. So the Colts plus two and a half. Right. Okay. Okay. Nate, we got some love from Vegas. Dallas is uh, the favorite. No, 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 no. So. You save that for the end. That's that's the money game. Save that one <laughs> okay. for the end. Okay. All right. All right. Talk to your Baltimore mom. Baltimore like and Los Angeles Rude. Chargers. The Baltimore is giving up two and a half. I think that Baltimore is going to win this game. Baltimore minus two and a half. Huh? Boom. That's the game I'm on the fence about, but I'm going with Baltimore. I think they want it. I think they want it worse. Okay. Um, the Eagles and the Bears, and the Bears are giving up five and a half. And Nate, we just got to stay with that Bears. We're just going to stay with them, and I think they're going to ride this game out. And we just need to get the Eagles out of there. I'm, I don't even want to have to worry about them further down the line. All right. So Chicago minus five and a half. Yes. All right. All right, the money game. Money game. Dallas Let's go. And Dallas and Seattle. Dallas finally got their love. They're giving up two and a half. They're the favorite. And it's probably because they're at home. I think the score is going to be 21 Dallas, uh, 14 Seattle. And I think Seattle's going down, of course. Uh, Dallas is going to win it. All right. What do they need to do to win this game, Mom? Because Dak and Coach Garrett are listening. What do they need to do to win this game? <laughs> I think they need to throw the ball and confuse people a little more. I know we're built around a running team, and I know it works. But every once in a while, you need to throw that kink in there. And I think that showed going downfield is possible with the Cowboys. And I think that's going to be some deciding factors with that. And besides that, Nate, this is no doubt, no doubt week. No doubt. Where are you watching the game? She's a lady. Um, it's Patty's 60th birthday. She's playing Saturday night at the Beachwood in Vicksburg. We're all staying at the casino. And we're going to be watching the game at um, Vicksburg. There's about 20 of us. Who you got, Bama or Clemson? I didn't even look those up. Shane didn't tell me to do anything about the bowl game. The, the, there's no other game this week. The only game is Bama tomorrow Clemson. night at 715 at AT&T Stadium. That's all you need to worry about. Clemson, Bama, Bama got five. They give him. Yeah. Okay, Bama. I'm going Clemson. with Bama. <laughs> all right. I think yeah. they're going to do it. Bama, that's straight up. I don't like them, but, you know, that's the way it is. All right, Mom, we're going to eat brisket. Oh, y'all have fun. Yeah, continue listening to the show. I'm going to do a show by myself. <laughs> Throwing in oh. a bonus show Nate, at 1230. Nate's, Nate's going to an hour by himself. <laughs> we, I'm going to do an hour by I'm going to get all the callers that uh, got missed. Come on, call in. I'm going to do an hour by myself. Who's producing? Because well, Douglas Nate, is going to lunch with us. Douglas, I'll, don't I'll, leave me. I'll cover you. I'll cover you, Nate. Just Poor call Douglas. me for your hour. He smashed his head on the toilet. <laughs> <laughs> oh, all right, Mom. Well, happy birthday, Patty. Y'all have fun. I'll call you after the game. Hopefully we're See celebrating the game. I'll text All right. you. Bye, mom. I love you. You love too. Bye. Bye, Derek. Bye, bye, Nick. Bye. It's been fun. We should do this more often.
He needs his head bashed in for talking to his mom. That he really know. does. Like, yeah. ain't no way you should be talking to your mama like that. Yeah, I've heard the way she talks to him. So I don't care. <laughs> mama, 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 mama respect to say, what she say whatever she wants to say. say. Exactly. Are you referring to the day I shaved my head? Yeah. Yeah. She yeah. was not pleased yeah. about that. Wow. Even I after need to take my butt he, off and do him wrong. I know, right? Even after she found out why I shaved it, she was still not real happy. Yeah. Yeah. That's just wrong. So Nick understands the relationship that we have. Such a bad. Well, Nate, thanks for bringing it. Derek, thanks for showing up. Winning, baby. Douglas, Give thanks for pushing the buttons. Kent, thanks for doing oh, what you do. Oh, man, look at this brother, man. Let's wow. get that bread. Goose them and go get them. Cowboys victory Monday is coming show. up. You have a little side show. We have a wild We got to do this thing because we're not ready to not have anything to do for about a month. Mexico. Keep winning. Not see Mexico. Let's year. go. Hanging with the Cowboys break. We'll see you Monday. This is a production of DallasCowboys.com and the Dallas Cowboys Football Club. How about this, Cowboys?